Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsiegood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low-dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Today's radio show is a presentation by Dr. Lauren Mathewson on LDN supportive care for oncology and autoimmune patients with case study reports, sponsored by Innovative Compounding Pharmacy in California. Visit www.icpfolsom.com. My name is Dr. Lauren Mathewson. I'm a naturopathic doctor in Northern California. I'm in my seventh year of practice. Um, and the first couple of years of practice, I was seeing a lot of general care. I was using Lotus naltrexone with those patients. And then over the last four to five years, I've really focused in on working primarily with oncology and autoimmune patients. I'd say they probably make up 80 to 85% of my population now. Um, and of course, you know, LDN is so appropriate for them. So it's, it's, it's been a really good fit for me. Um, I work with Masood Innovative Compounding is my favorite LDN pharmacy. And I call and ask questions and we chat cases sometimes. And I'm really grateful for all of that support locally. So, and I'm so excited to be here tonight sharing these cool cases with you. So, yeah. Excellent. All right. I'll start my screen share. Here we go. And how does that look? All right. So like I said, what I'm going to be discussing is Lotus naltrexone is supportive care for oncology and autoimmune patients. And mostly what I'm going to do is present a handful of case studies um, of patients that I've been working with over the years and um, um, kind of talk about how I chose what I do with them and why. So kind of right off the bat, when I'm taking a, a new patient and I'm thinking about kind of their case and what we can do, um, you know, and then I'm thinking that there may be a good candidate for lotus naltrexone. Um, really kind of where I'm going with that in my mind is I'm thinking about the potential benefits I could get from LDN with this patient. Um, as I work with so many oncology patients, I'm always thinking about immune support. And specifically, I really care about keeping cytotoxic CD8 T cells healthy, robust, and active in my oncology patients. We know those are the T cells that roam around the body looking for dead, dying, and damaged cells, which includes some cancer cells. Um, so really important to keep that cell population up. We know that a lot of the traditional um, cancer treatments, including a lot of the chemotherapies, some radiations, can, can kind of bottom out our marrow production of our red and white cells. So really important for me to always be thinking about anything I can do to specifically help these cytotoxic CD8 T cells. I'm really excited. I'm also always thinking about the anti-inflammatory benefits of lotus naltrexone. Like Masood mentioned earlier, LDN is a fantastic anti-inflammatory. I see this routinely all the time. Um, 
it doesn't have the side effects of some of the other over-the-counter um, NSAIDs or things like that with GI upset. I'm not really worried about um, pushing up liver function with LDN. I am watching um, um, liver function in all of my patients. I've never seen it move around with LDN. Um, so I know that that sometimes can be a consideration with the higher dose, higher the kind of standard 50 milligram doses um, for treating things like alcoholism. I don't see that at lower doses ever. And then of course, in patients that either have an active cancer process, a past cancer process, or an autoimmune disorder, we're thinking they probably need help both with immune support and this anti-inflammatory benefit. So a lot of times I'm looking for multiple um, sort of targets when I'm recommending this medication. Um, the unique mechanism of action of lotus naltrexone in which it very specifically binds onto the opiate receptor, stays bound for a number of hours and comes off, means that it by and large is compatible with our traditional chemotherapies. It's compatible with rheumatology medications. So I'm, I feel really comfortable in recommending it and people that are on polypharmacy and they've got a bunch of stuff going. Really what I'm thinking the most about is are they taking opiates? And that sometimes is a contraindication, but like Masood was saying, if we space them out, we space our opiate away from our lotus naltrexone. Sometimes we see a significant benefit to the lotus of the, um, the benefit of the pain pill from adding in that little touch of LDN. I also stay away from lotus naltrexone if someone is in just full-blown liver failure, but I'm being careful with everything from my folks who are in full-blown liver failure. And we'll just ease right into my first case. So I use lotus naltrexone with a lot of my breast cancer patients. And it's pretty much one of those things where if I can introduce this as an idea and I can get my patient interested, um, I'm going to, I'm going to, keep bringing this up until we get it going for them. A lot of my sort of simple, straightforward breast cancer cases, uh, you know, very early on after meeting with them, I'm having conversations about, I think that you're a really good candidate for this. It's something I want you to go on now. We're going to stay on it through therapy. We're going to stay on it after you're done with treatment and we're going to keep it on board. It's sort of a one more safeguard on the other side that we're not going to have recurrence. No guarantees, but you know, these are patient populations that we're all really eager to stack the deck in, in the patient's favor. Um, and Lotus Naltrexone for me is a great tool to do that. So this patient I want to present because she's not a simple, straightforward breast cancer case. She's um, at this point in time, you know, she's kind of outside of the standard of care in terms of Western medicine. Um, and we're having really, really good benefit with using Lotus Naltrexone with her. So I'll tell you a little bit about her past history. Um, September, 2017, she was diagnosed with interductal carcinoma that was hormone receptor negative and HER2 positive. Um, this is considered one of the more difficult breast cancer targets to treat. Anything that is hormone receptor negative, it's an estrogen progesterone receptor, meaning those receptors are negative means that we have less options in terms of conventional pharmaceutical treatment, such as using hormone receptor blockers or different ways to try to cut off the source of those hormones being able to kind of drive and fuel that cancer. We also know that HER2 positive cancers traditionally are more aggressive than HER2 negative cancers. So for a young gal like this, 43 years old, got her diagnosis when she was nursing her youngest baby in 2017. This is a pretty aggressive, aggressive, scary diagnosis. Um, 
So I didn't meet her until 2021, right after her diagnosis, she spent about eight months trying some alternative therapies and then, um, did step into starting chemotherapy. She went on and had a lumpectomy and had, um, clean margins, but had one positive lymph node left behind in the axle. Oh no, she had one positive lymph node that was removed. Secondary lymph nodes were negative. Um, did radiation post chemo post surgery, um, and was given basically a, a cleanish bill of health saying, we're still kind of concerned about that mass in your armpit, but it's where that we're hard to say. Right. And, and so she just kind of living her life came to me June, 2021, after being diagnosed with a recurrence of her breast cancer, it was the same receptor status in the same site. And at this point, she's looking for additional support as she was getting ready to start back in with her conventional therapies. What's interesting about this gal is that some of her stressors, the things that are going on in her environment, um, certainly related to health status and the treatment she was going through, being a young mom and having young kids and, um, and then also just kind of self-reported being a little prone to anxiety, having a little bit of um, maybe easier to rub shoulders with lower mood kind of depression. So all these things I'm learning for, I'm thinking, gosh, you know, Lotus naltrexone, this is going to be a really good fit. Um, August, 2021, after we started working together, her diagnosis was updated to inflammatory breast cancer based on presentation. So that, and again, is one of those aggressive breast cancer types that um, really gets everybody's attention. She was treated with more chemo, did a full mastectomy, including lymphatic construction, um, currently is doing in her two infusions every three weeks. And I was lucky enough, I got to check in with this gal just today. So I didn't start her on Lotus naltrexone. She was working at the functional medicine doc in Southern California already. Um, and she did that 1.5 to three to four and a half milligram dose escalation. We were talking, she was saying she paused use of her Lotus naltrexone before she goes in and for any surgeries, knowing that she's going to leave that surgery with some opiate-based painkillers. But kind of our goals are say, let's get off those opiate-based meds as quickly as comfortable, right? So we're not rushing things, but we're saying, you know, if after a week you can taper down, that's fabulous. We know that opiates suppress the immune system, right? It's very, very well documented. Um, so... I was kind of asking her when she took her pauses, did she ever notice anything um, kind of in terms of body aches or pains or mood? She was telling me not really, but it's because she's also recovering from surgery at that time. So it totally makes sense. Now with this gal, my goals with her are not only immune support. Um, I want that anti-inflammatory benefit, but I want that little bit of mood benefit that she gets from her Lotus naltrexone. So what she and I were chatting about today, interestingly enough, um, you know, we both wanted to check in about her Lotus naltrexone and she said, oh gosh, I've been reading. She's in a bunch of, um, breast cancer support groups and Facebook groups and things like that. And she goes, she's been hearing from gals in those groups uh, that they're starting to pulse their LDN. So instead of taking it every night before bed, take it four nights in a row, 
take a break for a few nights, come back to it. So four days on three days off every week. And there are some studies coming out that are suggesting that at least in vitro studies with breast cancer cells in a dish that we're seeing a stronger kill effect on the breast cancer cells when we're pulsing the lotus naltrexone like this. There's also the thought that maybe we're keeping um, sort of the receptors more, hmm, less chance of building tolerance, but I don't know about that because I've never seen tolerance anywhere with someone using lotus naltrexone. But with this patient, you know, she and I just had a really frank conversation and said, okay, gosh, we want you using this medication ongoing for, like I said, immune support, um, anti-inflammatory. And, and she was saying, gosh, you know, I might not get that little bit of a mood benefit if she starts pulsing it. So at the end of our conversation today, we basically just said, okay, let's try your pulsing, see how we do. And if we have any sort of slip in mood, um, we can always go back to using Lotus Naltrexone daily, or I never heard about um, trying this hybrid dosing of doing just a little, maybe a small dose of LDN in the morning. Um, so I'm, I'm excited to take that back to her and start discussing that with her. So, um, that's this gal. Let's see my, did I go right? Yeah. Okay. My next patient I want to chat about 59 year old female with monoclonal gammopathy of none, uh, unknown, um, origin. So M Gus, she also has, um, um, autoimmune vitiligo, which is so interesting in that her vitiligo started at age eight, which means she's had this long standing autoimmune condition, right? For 50 plus years by the time I start working with her. We also know she reports a family history of vitiligo. Um, and as you remember, vitiligo is that autoimmune condition that attacks the melanocytes in the skin. And over time, people lose pigmentation. And it often kind of starts in a patchy manner. Over enough time, enough decades, we can get to the point where that patient doesn't really have much pigment left in their skin at all. And that's where this lady was when we met. She said most of her pigment had already been gone. So I couldn't really use her vitiligo progression as a good indicator of how well our therapy um, is doing with using the lotus naltrexone, but, but I don't mind, right? And, and whenever I have a patient that has um, an autoimmune and an oncology process going, I'm all that much more motivated to try to talk them into um, considering the use of lotus naltrexone. Um, and, and actually that's a great moment for me to kind of say one of my biggest challenges with the use of lotus naltrexone, at least when I first started using it, was having a conversation with my patients that I feel like adequately prepared them as to why I'm recommending this medication, why they're coming to see me a naturopath. And I'm saying, Hey, I've got this pharmaceutical I want to write for you, which sometimes is not the reason folks are in my office. Um, and, uh, kind of how to get folks to be interested in this medication the way I'm interested in it. So what I learned is if I just sort of talked them into it at that first, is it like, Hey, I'm really excited. I want you to try this, go home with a prescription more often than not, I'd have patients come back to me and they'd stop taking their medication. They'd stop using the LDN 
right? For whatever reason. So what I've learned now, I get, I get much better compliance rates. If during one of those earlier visits, I have a conversation with the patient about why I'm recommending this, why I think that they would be a really good candidate. And then I give them the ldnresearchtrust.com website and say, I want you to go spend a little time there, dig around, see if this is something that feels like it resonates with you and it's something that's interesting to you. And once the patient's kind of gone home and read about it themselves and they've read other testimonials and um, they come back and say, okay, I do want to try this. I get way, way higher compliance in terms of them staying on the medication, because as we know, you know, we may see some initial mood benefit right away as we start using lotus naltrexone, but I try to prime folks that I'm not prepared to see the full benefit of this medication until about six months worth of usage. Um, so it's something where, you know, if I have folks fall off, off using it after a month or two, it's not necessarily that the medication has failed, it's that we haven't trialed it long enough. Um, so back to this gal here, with the MGUS. MGUS is uh, blood dyscrasia. So it's uh, inappropriate levels of proteins being produced in the blood. It's kind of on the border of a, what's considered a blood cancer and that it is a stepping stone. MGUS can very easily develop into um, multiple myeloma, which harder to treat, you know, is we don't want things to keep developing. Additionally, when I was taking this patient's case, you know, kind of came out, she's dealing with some peripheral neuropathy, which is still unknown why she was dealing with this bilateral um, lower extremity foot pain and tingling. Her docs think that it might be related to the MGUS. She also has hypertension. She's been diagnosed with irritable bowel syndrome, but actually presents more constipated than kind of that diarrhea picture. She's got rosacea, so another autoimmune-like disorder. She's got rhinitis. When I met her in the previous year, she'd had shingles three times. So that tells me that her immune system needed a bunch of support right here. With those, um, the rosacea, the rhinitis, you know, I'm thinking, okay, we've got a big inflammatory picture. And then with that, three rounds of shingles in one year, I'm saying, oh my gosh, this immune system really needs some shoring up. Um, so October 2021, I started this gal on lotus naltrexone at 1.5 mg dose escalation. I do that standard for most of my patients. I do follow that standard 1.5 for two weeks, then up to three mg for two weeks, and then up to four and a half. And I'm always telling them, just like Masood mentioned, to watch out for if they jump up a dose and then they say, you know, actually I felt better at the dose before this, that I, I want them to pay attention to that. Um, but my first follow-up with this individual, this patient, uh, what I heard back was sleep feels better, a little more restful feeling, which is kind of interesting to me because sometimes sleep is one of the, the things that's disrupted when I first start a patient on LDN or I do dose escalating. Um, so she says, yeah, her sleep is better. She's more restful. Um, we checked in more recently. She says, continuing to experience and report increased sensation of well-being, less body pain. She's tapering off her hormones. Doesn't feel like she needs them anymore. She's telling me I've got so much less body pain and just cumulatively, she feels so much better. And this is exactly what I would hope and expect to see with her. So this is really, um, I, I was very pleased with that. No more shingles outbreaks. Um, so we're going to keep following that case. 
This is another super interesting case. So 69 year old female with scleroderma, which is that autoimmune condition that can affect the hands and all other sorts of body, of body systems. And then also that Hashimoto's autoimmune thyroiditis. So this gal, what I really liked about her case is again, she's got a couple of reasons for me to be using this medication, but what especially was lovely for me about this individual is that she started working with another naturopath in 2018 and she worked with them for about three or four years and they did all the nutritional stuff and the diet and the stress management and limiting sugars and all these things, the supplements and the vitamin D, the whole shebang. And in some ways she felt better, but was still experiencing this significant and dramatic joint destruction in her fingers and in her hands. And she said it would start as kind of a swelling in her fingers. Um, and then she would turn into redness and very quickly would have full destruction of these distal interphalangeal joints. She has lost the use of five of those joints so far. Um, and obviously would, you know, would like to really minimize that. So she transferred to me as a patient in the spring of 2021, just about a year ago, specifically because she wanted to talk about LDN. Um, I started her on 0.5 milligrams and I started her on a slightly lower dose because she was saying to me, I'm sensitive. I'm sensitive to medications. I'm sensitive to things. So that to me is always a kind of clue that, okay, I should probably start lower and see how it goes. At my first check-in, this patient was saying that her right hand pain was fully resolved, left hand pain was improved. She had a little brain fog after a week, but it went away. Second check-in, she's waking up in the morning without hand or finger stiffness for the first time in years. She was able to fully close and use her hands. Her grip strength was um, restored to where it had been years before, less back pain. She reported her dental hygienist told her how healthy her gums looked, that previously she'd been going in and having gum treatments every three months. And now our dentist wants to see her once a year. They're all delighted with what she's been doing. In July, 2021, she forgot to take her LDN for about two days and said that her hands swelled up like balloons, had immediate joint pain, restricted mobility, restarted her LDN, and that swelling was resolved within 24 hours. So she reported that her hand pain went from a nine out of 10 to a zero out of 10 consistently. So this is a really significant, remarkable um, um, benefit. Um, December, 2021, she and I decided we were going to trial stepping up LDN a tiny bit to 0.75 mg per night. She liked that. She's experimented with taking her LDN in the morning um, and reports that she has slightly better energy during the day when she takes her dose in the morning. And I'm fine with her tinkering around what time of day works best for her. Um, Kathy reported that this last winter was the first time, first winter in two years that she did not lose the use of any of the joints in her fingers. So that's a huge win. She's got great energy, overall feels fantastic, wants to stay on her LDN. And her one complaint to me is that she wishes she'd started LDN sooner. So um, really lovely, lovely success story. This gal is gonna be on LDN from here on out. Um, Occasionally I have, I feel like it's fair that I present case reports where it's not all that stellar. This is infrequent, but it is possible. And I'll kind of cruise through this quickly, but 
I had a gal in her late forties present to me with knee pain, joint pain, back pain, hip pain, um, very possible and likely that she's got a background autoimmune disorder that was never worked up. Budget was pretty limited in terms of testing. And she's saying, you know, instead of digging around and trying to diagnose an autoimmune disorder, she was more interested in putting her money toward trialing Lotus naltrexone, seeing if it benefited her. Um, other factors to consider for this gal, single mom to a, a special needs teen, high levels of stress, works a hard physical job, she's on her feet, being active all day, exposed to industrial cleaning products, terrible sleep, just lousy four to five hours at the most interrupted um, every night. So with this individual, started her on my LDN 1.5 meg dose escalation, immediately she felt better more energy said joint pain was significantly down improved sensation of well-being um you know and we were steady there for as as long as i was using the one pharmacy i was using with her she was having good benefit um after a handful of months she asked to please transfer her prescription to a mail order compounding pharmacy and within a week or so had Pretty, pretty much a full recurrence of joint pain, headaches, fatigue, everything that she'd been um, complaining about before. I asked her, you know, at our follow-up at that point, I said, gosh, I really think we should go back to the original pharmacy. Let's see if that was the issue. Um, I think we did one prescription with the original pharmacy and then I asked her to follow up. I don't know what's happened since then, but in my mind, there are a couple possibilities. Um, certainly, you know, Lotus naltrexone, fabulous, amazing. It's one of my favorite tools to use, but I don't really think that there are many standalone tools. So I think that this patient, you know, she um, was hoping for a little bit of a magic bullet. And unfortunately, it didn't manifest like that. I think if we'd been able to get her a little better stress management, less time on her feet, less strain on her joints, you know, kind of more lifestyle and nutritional support, we would be seeing benefits still, but as a, just a single thing, it, it, I think that that might've been part of it. And also I do really think that the compounding in pharmacy matters when it comes to um, getting this medication. I really want to only use pharmacies that I trust and that um, are occasionally going back in and testing afterwards and verifying that the dose that's in that um, capsule or lozenge or trochee is what they say it is. Um, and that's what I had to present today. Thank you so much. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at LDN rt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.